doing? I think I want to try to do a podcast. A what? <laughs> What's that? Well I, well, I talk about what I do during the day and maybe conversations. Oh, because I never heard that term. So what do you put it on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, too bad I don't have it. <laughs> I never heard that term before. Have what is the name again? A podcast. Pot? P-O-T? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, I never heard that term. This is the Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller. I'm mild, and that's a joke I do. This is... <laughs> I have to say their jokes to get a laugh. I could already tell this is going to be a fun, fun, light one. I got such a great guest. Um, I'm going to tell her credits, but before I tell her credits, I could learn how to fade out. I'm going to introduce a very important guy, and you'll, uh, you'll hear why. Brent DeGraff. The reason I'm telling him first is... Now, Anna, you don't, you're not involved with the stand-up comedy circuit, are no. you? No. Maybe you need to talk no. into the mic. Is the no, rules. I'm very loud, though. Okay, all right. Yes. Maybe you don't need to talk into it. No. So they have a thing at stand-up called bringers, where if you bring people, you get to perform. Oh. So we're doing a thing called celebrity bringers, where if you bring a celebrity, you get to be on the podcast. <gasps> so Brent brought you, so he gets to be on the podcast. Well, we'll later, if there's time, figure out who Brent is or what he is. Okay. But he knew you, and I'm very thankful to Brent. Now, now Anna Maria Horsford, right? I'm yes. Right? She... Okay, she's been on so many things, and we worked on Amen, and Amen is mentioned in my book. It's a very pivotal part of my career. We'll talk about that. But just, you've done how many decades of uh, showbiz have you been in? All right, we want to talk about that. Well, now that I'm turning 96, my next birthday, I can say I got my first job after about a month after I graduated from high school. Wow. And I was shocked because Dr. Dyke, who was head of the drama department at Where? New York City School of Performing Arts. Oh, wow. That's yes. a, that's that they base fame on that. Yes, exactly. And she says it takes 20 years to make an actor. And I said, wow, 20 years. And then they asked everybody who was going to pursue it to raise their hand, and I didn't pursue, I mean, I didn't raise my hand, because I said I knew I needed a job before 20 years, because my father wouldn't tolerate that. So I didn't say anything, and I got this job at the Shakespeare Festival. Wow. Joseph Papp Shakespeare Festival. And I was so stunned did you, wait, wait, how did you audition? You said, I'm from the, the School of Performing I did, Arts? No, 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 no. It was an anti-poverty. That was the year, this is 1964, and they had riots all in New York and especially in Harlem and Brooklyn. Where you're from? The black, yes. I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if they fought in Brooklyn, but I know in Harlem we had a lot of oh. riots. And um, so they started this, uh, Kenneth Clark started this program called How You Act, and this was for young people from 16 to 21. And they had a performing arts, uh, arts and culture component. So they had 3,000 kids from wow. Central Harlem studying um, journalism, acting, music, uh, band, um, and what else? Graphic arts and dance. 
And so we were getting $50 a week there. Wow. And that was a big, big deal. And uh, many of those people who Wait, were that each program, student was getting $50 to, to pursue the arts. Yes. And we had training. We had teachers come oh. to Central Harlem. This was to quiet the forces. And so somebody from the Shakespeare Festival, they might have known my acting teacher, Rick Edelstein. That sounds familiar. He's out here now. Um, I ran into him at a Chinese restaurant. Uh And um, they came and they auditioned like five or six of us. And I got the job. He called me and said, you got the job. And through that, you got an agent? and Well, no. No, no, you just got a thing. Well, I didn't even know. I was just thrilled that it didn't take 20 years for me to get a job. Shakespeare, what was the play? uh, Coriolanus. Robert Burns, uh, James Coriolanus, a Shakespeare yeah, Coriolanus. God, I am not oh. the brightest. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I Shakespeare sort of got me, believe it or not, into wanting to be a character actor because we were going to perform in Midsummer's Night Dream, and we saw the movie with James Cagney, uh-huh. and you had to decide who you wanted to be, and I didn't understand how they were talking. I go, I don't want to. Why, who would I be in this? Then they had Pyramus and Thisbe, a play within the play, and one guy was getting the laughs, and uh-huh. he was dressed in drag and acting stupid. And I go, said, I could be that. Yeah. I, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Well, I had a fabulous time. I had a costume. I had costume fittings and all that. And the first week that we went on, um, the girl gave me a check, and I said, oh, my God. <sighs> This poor girl thinks I'm an actress. I said, I better not cash it. Ah. She's gonna, yeah, so the following week she came back, and I said, oh, I have the check you gave me last week. Did you make a mistake? She said, no, oh my Anna, God. you get a check every week. And I said, oh, my God. You know, do you, do you think of some of these things we take for granted yeah. when we're in the business, how when I was uh, living in Cheapside Bay, taking the D train to hang out the improv, and my mother freaked out. I quit college to be a comedian. Oh, you know, Lord. I was. I've talked about this before. Very depressed and shy. But I thought that was a way to, you know, Jimmy Walker. I'm sure you knew. Yeah, no, I don't know him. Oh, I've know, never met never him. Never met him. Wow. Never met him. But I heard stories. He did the improv and got on Good Times. So I thought that's all I have to do. So there was a place called the Jade Fountain, New Jersey. And it was the first time I got paid. They gave me $15. I was $15. Yeah. And I remember calling my mother from a pay phone. She goes, where the hell are you? You're, you're, you're out so late. Because I was still living yeah. at home. I go, I got $15. What? You know, you, you, she, she didn't believe I was a comedian. That's even a lot for stand-ups Today. now. Yes, I was yes. going to say. Got, I got $35 the other night, and I was like... Are you serious? It's it's an it's, it's But you insane. know what we have to remember is the thrill. Yes. Of yeah. when we, we get it. the first one because we, we part get of jaded. you is saying, I fool them. They uh-huh. really think I'm a comedian. Yes, there's I a, fooled them. They thought I was an actress. I still have that. <laughs> I I always tell my favorite joke, these two Jews are about to be executed. One says the other, maybe we should ask for a blindfold. The other guy goes, Murray, don't make trouble. Oh. And I'm always afraid <laughs> when they give me money, like if I ask for like wardrobe fee, 15 yes. extra dollars, they'll get mad. Yeah. I'm yeah. always afraid yeah. of making trouble. So yeah. before we go back, I just, what I'm saying, it's a long career, but you are still relevant that you're in an, you're just giving you credits, you're in the bold and the beautiful and getting yes. a new fan base. Brent showed me the clip where you're the mom of a transgender 
Yes. Child. Yes, and I'm very, very proud of my daughter. And the other day I was at home and this beautiful girl came up to me and she said, hi. I said, how are you? She said, oh, I'm wonderful. I just want to tell you how much I loved you and amen and so on. So. I said, have you been watching? Um... Is she talking to the mic okay? Or she, she been... Oh, she's good. I said, have, I said, have you been watching Bold and Beautiful? She said, no, I've been traveling a lot. You know, I'm a transgender woman. And I said, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. <laughs> you don't know nowadays. And she was so beautiful and so articulate. I didn't know how many people watch so made that journey, oh. of course, to watch it. <laughs> no, but made, they changed their sex or have sexual identity crisis. And it's just marvelous the kind of audience this show, which we call soap operas, are dealing with real issues. Because I had a husband in the soap opera, which is very unusual. And my um, this was the first time in the history of soap operas that we had a black intact family, which was two children. Nobody talks to each other. What do you but mean, the black intact family? They don't family? have whole families. Or they've oh, never had one. families and soap operas? They didn't have one. They haven't had one yet. This is now. This is history making. Wow. You so, don't think about those things. No. But you had a husband, you had a wife, and you had two children. Well, you are going to, your fan base will continue, because from what I know about soap operas, that they are crazy loyal, and you, yeah, like you said, it's very revel, re relevant to what's yes. going on now. Yes. And not only that, all right, going to read some of the other credits. You're in a Tyler Perry movie, uh, Medina Christmas. A Medina Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The League, New Girl, Grey's Anatomy, Friday. You in the two Friday movies? Yes, and Entourage. Uh, and not only that, but you are one of these lucky people. Because you can do comedy and drama, Grey's Anatomy, Minority Report, Street Smart, which I remember, that was Morgan Freeman's big break. Yes, it was. He played a scary pimp. And it uh, lasted in the movies about a week because I those love that brothers, movie. the Golden the brothers, Goldman? I believe. No, not Golden. These were two brothers, um, two Israeli brothers who put a lot of money in film. Do you remember them? And they were going bankrupt that week. I think I remember. And it was the same week Amen debuted. And I remember one of the lawyers said, there's a girl um, in this movie that looks just like Thelma huh. on the show. And this other one said, no, that's Thelma. He said, no, 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 this is a real woman. No, that's no. That's doing this movie. I, I, again, Brent, gave, Brent is a tech guy, and he gave me a hard drive, which here it is, uh -huh. showing some of your recent stuff. Yes. And, I mean, not recent, but like I said, you played. And, and there's a guy, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Al Clark, who's listens to this podcast and follows me on Facebook, and he loves obscure references and stuff, and he knew you were in St. Almost Fire. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't obscure. No, that, I, maybe that not. That made a it, lot of guys no, come I, out. No, no, I just mean, like, he'll just pick apart parts. Oh. Like, this guy had the one line in this part, in this Oh, line. oh. He, no, that, that wasn't kinda. obscure movie, but he'll yeah. just know any actress, and he'll pick up part, you know, movies. Were you in The Nutty Professor, both movies? No, I was just the, the in The Clumps. Don't say just. That's my, no. Okay. All right, and... and uh, I was Janet Jackson's mommy. And what she's most known for is Amen, which we'll talk about because I was on it, and uh, The Waynes Brothers. Yeah. Jimmy O. Yang loves you. He was. He's a friend of this podcast, and uh, he says, was she the cop? Oh, my God. Yes, I was the security guard. Uh, yes, I yes. I was the security for the newsstand. 
Talk about silly <laughs> show. Oh, my God. That's when I realized that boy humor and girl humor is a lot different. Now, why is that? Well, the I don't started. know. Men are silly. <laughs> they laugh at silly things. Well, have you followed Amber Tozer on Twitter? <laughs> oh, no, I will. You got it because she is a boy kind of humor. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, no, she is great, great on Twitter. Oh, really? Yes. What do you do to boys on Twitter? Well, I'm sort of mean to boys on Yeah. Twitter. I'm oh. sort of like, I don't have the same... I she does know. sexual, but really funny, but it's... She does coarse humor about going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I just was going to say, boys love <laughs> toilet jokes. No, no, but she does it in an intellectual way where it's not dumb bro stuff, you know. <laughs> but no, she, she, yeah. she, what's great about her is she doesn't censor herself. Right. And uh, she's not constipated. Let's say that. Well, no, I don't know. Okay. And, and she. Not anymore. She, no, she, if you read the tweets, <laughs> she, she tells you everything. But we're going to do a whole Amber episode where I'm going to oh. read my favorite tweets of hers. Okay. Now, I understood that you. Now, Brent will ha help you with this. The soap opera made you get on Twitter. Yes. They did that with Jeremy Remmer. Oh, really? Yes. He's in some of these X-Men movies. What, so, to promote it? They made you go yes. on to like... Yeah, they make They kind they make of tell people. you, you know, like who you're... And somebody told me the other day, they cast, if they have a small role, they'll ask people how many Twitter oh, yeah. followers they have at some of these uh, uh, auditions. I couldn't believe it. They, they, so talent doesn't count. Your Twitter I, I I have a friend. Well, I don't know if he's a friend anymore. I know 30 years... And I'm trying to promote my book. I said, can I go on your podcast? And his manager says, Freddie doesn't have enough Twitter followers for a Whoa. podcast. I was just on Mark Marin, who had the president. Yes. And I can't get on my friend's podcast because his manager wants... It's just ridiculous. So don't don't get me started. I'll get, well, I'll, yeah. I'll get you more followers. All right. Yes. Amber, <laughs> how many followers do you have? I ha I almost have fifty thousand. Whoa! Amber's the tie. Oh man, she her stuff is just spot on, just really smart Thanks. and funny. And uh, but the thing is, is like I feel like that's the only thing I'm good at. No, she got a book. We'll talk about that. Oh, okay. As a result of Twitter. So wow. She's uh, you I'm know uh, the problem with her, and we'll talk about that. This is that. Uh, <laughs> Tell me she holds it. back on the show. She's never funny. And I said, <laughs> I said, Amber, can't you be funny? And she started kicking me and going, I'm saving for my book, you asshole. Oh. I shouldn't curse. Yes, yes. I yes. won't curse. Well, no. I don't, okay. the, with the podcast. I'm just kidding. I know, but it's not about like you're in these deep conversations <laughs> with friends that you've known Throwing for years about Throwing a joke about, about a guy going down on so you. So I'm like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. See, all right. I better be careful. All right. Here's one thing Brent told me about what? you. Now, I was going to give you, all right, this is making me look like an idiot. I said, I'm going to give her a nice bottle of wine for the show, or I know this guy was sponsored Speedweed. And you, he said, you've never put an ounce of alcohol in your mouth or anything. Or I weed, should... or crystal meth, or crack cocaine either. Well, <laughs> that's, of those. Well, that's, that's all a, in the party. That's a given. If you haven't done any alcohol or weed, you haven't done crystal meth. No. Well, but I love oatmeal raisin cookies. All right, all You've right. You've never even tasted alcohol? No. <laughs> Which goes to show you what these eyes have seen I didn't <laughs> want to do. Well. No, I read a book. Now, this is how impressionable I was. I read a book, and I must have been about nine or ten at the time. And they said the highest rate of alcohols, uh, alcoholics, are Pisces. And I'm I a said, Pisces. Well, I am too. What March? So uh, March sixth. 
19th. Well, whatever. And I said, oh, my God, that means I can't start drinking because I'll become an alcoholic. And mm. I swear to you, Whoa. people think well, it's What book is this? That's Who knows? Incredible. It was so strange. But, you know, when you So read, how old were you when you read this? About 9, 10. Wow. What book was it? So, it was an astrology <laughs> book, and it told you. No, but this is how absorbed, how crazy I was because so I So when you got older, when you were older than 9, yeah. did you think... Uh, well, I was nine. Why am I? All right. You were impressed. No, I just thought that if I started drinking, I would probably become an alcoholic. Did anyone in your family drink? Not my mother or father. Now my brothers and sisters do. <laughs> they, but I thought that was the worst thing. Plus, I think I thought I was a little cute. So if I <laughs> lost control, that means men would have taken advantage of me. Oh. So I didn't want men to take advantage of me. That is so smart because a lot of girls know that and they don't care. Yeah, well, I care. Well, they care, but it's like... Well, you know, let me tell you something. I, I, part of my discipline came because I lived just in case and I... What do does that mean, live just in case? Just in case. Like, some people, you say, oh, you want to take some nude pictures? You want to do this? You want to do that? It was a big sex party, an orgy. And I said, no, just in case I become a star. I don't want anybody to oh, I blackmail see. me. I had that me, too. Yeah. And so women I want naked said, pictures of me. Yeah, and I just said, <laughs> Just no. in case I get a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People will people will say this guy has a podcast. Yeah. Here's his pictures. Yes, and you if know. you live like that, I mean, I kept thinking just in case I become, then they're gonna try and blackmail me. Then I have to pay somebody to kill him, and I just didn't want that kind <laughs> yeah. of mess. You know, but I don't think I missed anything. Have By I? having naked pictures taken? No, the the drinking? high drinking and and what you call it? Yeah, it's different. My father drank. He was a quiet alcoholic. Oh, he, I like quiet alcohol. He would come home, drink two martinis, and just withdraw. That's not an alcoholic. Oh, no. He, he, he no, just be, no, no, I'm taking a knife. No, but he had rages where he would drink a lot. Oh, thank but you. every night, at least two martinis. And he, or so one time my mother tried hiding the, the stuff from him and he threw all the plates down. Oh. He just mm-hmm. went through every drawer, threw everything yeah. down. So he was, he would just withdraw. He wasn't the alcoholic that put lampshades on and beat us. He yeah. just, he just withdrew and withdrew and withdrew. So no, it was, it was sometimes more than two, but he really needed to do it. And, um, I sometimes go, Dad, could I have a sip? You know, because he always had a martini. Every Chinese restaurant, everywhere we went, he had to have martinis. And it was, yeah, it was an olive. I hate olives. Oh, yeah. God. Was, he must so. have loved those movies in the 40s. Yeah, he Because they a, came home and had martinis, remember? Yes, yes. And he smoked a cigar for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, part of the uh, 60s. The, and the movie thing was all about the martini. Yes, yes. So he was your greatest influence. Well, to make me not want to drink because <laughs> no. I'm but a neurotic Jew because I get nauseous from a <laughs> oh, beer. Wait, wait. It's like, uh, you know, I never understood. I tried. Yeah. It, it, if it helped me sleep. You'd be a perfect candidate for, for what? alcoholism. Well, actually. Oh, really? Because, like, you overthink and you get, you're socially nervous. All right. So that's oh. a lot about I've, tr- I've tried. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you ever, what did you do when you felt, like, awkward socially? Did you ever get, Never like, felt uncover- awkward socially. Oh, get out God, of here. God, that's incredible. Why would I? Because you hung out with Brent and he influenced <laughs> Pro- you. That's why I get attracted to people like Brent. Why? <laughs> because I like the strangeness of people. <laughs> you know? Because you, cause you don't understand social awkwardness how do you know I don't I, think okay, so okay so Brent no. we, is the, he's like are you a tech guy an assistant explain I help people with their computers and 
and they were counting. Yeah, just whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. You do accounting? Yes. Yeah. He, he, well. And if I, anybody you, takes well, a dime Amber, from you and overcharges you, he will torture you until Amber, you get your money back. You did, now, Amber, what did you do? You, you, you figured out that I could get something cheaper oh, yeah, well, with Paramount or something? Or we shouldn't maybe say there. With AT&T, you get a discount if you... Work for Paramount? Well, any entertainment company. Like and I didn't studio. know that. So she, you said, hey, I could maybe get it cheaper. Like 20%. Wow, so that's a lot. He's, oh, I think he has a new follower on his Twitter. <laughs> well, I think Amber's going to follow him. <laughs> well, you, I was saying there's this woman, Katrina, who's a teacher, who's the sweetest woman. She's like shake. She's nervous. She has uh -huh. a dog that's just like her. Oh, big dog that's scared and cowers. <laughs> and you torture this poor Katrina by saying, hey, you're old. You're not sexy. I think you have a crush on her. No, she's old and she's not sexy. I, I think she is. I think, yeah. Is this she's, somebody you're going to be dating soon? I, she's yeah. old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like Katrina. She's How a really. She? She's the nicest. She's the sweetest. She's 40. Oh, she's she, a baby. Yeah, yeah. Does that's she have too a young. man? I don't think so. No, but no, she showed me. She's on, um, what's it called? What did, I don't know. What's the app with dating? Um, Tinder, Tinder, oh. and 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 I'm way out of her Tinder age range. She was <laughs> oh, me. so oh, I said, oh. "All right, I get it, I get it." She was, you know, but uh, she's, um, but yeah, you you so you have an empathy because you help a lot of black people and oh, me. Oh, is she mistress. black? Is Katrina no, black? No, oh, okay. you also. <laughs> well, can I tell you how sure. I met him? Yes, please. Yes. He was working in a drugstore, and I went in this drugstore. In, in the Bay? Because that's where you're from. No, yeah. no, no. This was on La Cienega in Beverly. Wow. And he comes behind me, and he says, oh, hi. I said, hi, how are you? <laughs> and I kept walking, because you know if you stop, it's going to be over. So I kept walking, and he kept following me. <laughs> so I said, oh, God, now I have a stalker. And so he says, uh, I've read about you, and the so-and-so, your father's from Antigua. And I said, yes. Well, I said, wow, oh, you I'd read a lot of stuff. Well, I was. Was he reading it online? I have you no idea. He was a fan of hers. Okay. Okay, he was a fan, and he said, listen, you know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I said, hmm. Uh, he says, no, my sister works at the DGA. You can call and ask her. Do you need any work on your computer? I said, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. He says, so, your father, um, and you visited Antigua? And I said, oh, God, now I can never come back to this drugstore. Wait, wait, I'm stupid. What's Antigua? Antigua's an island in the Caribbean. Wow. But he knew more than just the bare facts like I was on Amen and the way it he started getting into detail and I said oh god this man is crazy and I attracted another crazy one <laughs> and he said um, so here here's my card call me and he said you're not gonna call me are you I said I have no idea but anyway I don't know wait, wait, did, did he say call you or just if you have a computer problem well he meant if I had a computer problem right. and she called me like within a week I think but because wow. you had a computer problem? I'm not sure. Maybe I, I met his did. sister. I think I met his sister yeah, my sister's at the DGA. Normal. Your yeah, sister's no, normal. sister's normal. And we <laughs> talked about him all the time. She says, oh, my God, I heard my brother bothered you. I said, oh, is he always that way? And she said, yes. And I said, oh, he's a little special. And she said, yes. And I said, oh, okay. And that's when it started, the love affair. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know you were in L.A. that long because you said you're not uh, like six. 15 years? 
No, oh, I don't years. know why I thought you were here sooner what, than the that. The deal was, then I became his guardian angel because he used to beat up all the people who <laughs> came in the drugstore to steal. And then no, he would, literally yes, hit people? Hit them. I have videos. Hit yeah, them. And, and then he would put them on YouTube. No. But he would let the black people go. And I said, <laughs> what is going on here? And I was scared for his life because he would get so involved with them stealing little stuff. I'm like that too. I'm very. Oh, well, I so always. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I root for the black. I would beat them up. I would handcuff them, wait for the cops. <laughs> You had your own. I, I have real handcuffs hand in the office. I have real empathy for. I root for black people on Family Feud, and, and then when I, when I was growing up, I used to get excited when a black guy came on TV. I love following black guys' careers. Do you remember names like Thalmus Rasalusala, yes. Hilly Hicks? Yeah, well, I don't know him, but um, Herbert Thalmus. Jefferson Jr. Yes. I used to get excited yeah. and root. There was Scoey Mitchell. Oh yes. I used to like when black people got parts because you never saw. Right, you never saw it. it was only one a year, so you Moses didn't have to follow gone. too many. Moses, I knew from New York. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I used to really get excited when yeah. black guys got parts. Now it's it's so segregated. When I was growing up, it, actually things are better racially now, but they're worse in a way because back when I, you know, watched the Jeffersons and um, Sanford and Son, blacks and whites watched and loved the same shows. Yeah, now. As you may know, like shows like the Wayne's Brothers is more segregated. The, well, like Friends just, is more no, for whites. Let me whites. say this. Okay. What you call it, the Wayne's Brothers, I have had no problems. I have no insecurity about getting mugged or robbed or anything because <laughs> of two things I've done, the Wayne's Brothers and Friday. <laughs> okay. Simoleons, every nationality in the world, which is the interesting thing about TV. <laughs> I got to get in some of those. We don't know who is watching, you know? Oh, yeah. I have, um, where I live, you have to go up 42 steps to go to the front door. And these guys came and uh, had my refrigerator. And they said, where's the elevator? I said, I don't have one. So they said, well, we're not lifting this thing. I said, oh, gosh, okay. And they closed the door. And then about 10 minutes after the bell rings, excuse me. Are you Craig's mother? I said, yes. Oh. Craig is Ice Cube from Friday. Friday. And I said, and you know Craig's mother's hungry. Oh. <laughs> and they bought my refrigerator. <gasps> wow. I thought you, I, wait, I got confused. I thought they were stealing your refrigerator. No. And then said, wait a minute, it's no. Craig's mother. No, oh. no. They were delivery yeah. guys. They were delivery guys. But I'm telling you, it was the most diversified group of people that watched it, and usually yeah, I that can that. But I'm saying, yeah. but shows like um, all my friends the, watched Friday. No, in, that's, yes. in oh, that's oh, that's unbelievable. I, I was like a freshman in college, I and mean, we'd watch it. Oh, we'd get over stuck, and over and, and over and, and over. over, and you would notice little things each time and just die laughing. I mean, like something I mean, happening in the background. I mean, those UPN shows like uh, Good Girls or. Whatever they were called, um, single living. Yes, single. that that was more. White people watch Friends. Black people watch those. But when I was growing up, like I said, all those the Jeffersons. It, Amen. It, well, first of all, you can't get in the top ten unless a lot of white people are watching. Yeah. See, people don't tell you that. Again, TV is a strange phenomenon because we go into their homes and hopefully their hearts. And we don't know. So when people come up to me, they say, excuse me, can I hug you? 
Yeah. And I said, oh, God, mm. what is this with hugging? But it's I'm sure Brent didn't ask for a hug. No. He's no, afraid. He can't no, hug. He can't be touched. Okay. <laughs> he's yeah. one of those. Yeah, he's one of those. Oh, Amber just touched it. You're going to get all your computer problems solved today. I see that. Aaron, you got anything going? Come give him a handshake. But um, Brent, yeah. what were you a big fan of her from? What were you? Why were you so obsessed with her? Amen. Well, the Waynes, uh-huh. mostly, but Amen, because my nanny was from Antigua. Oh, right. And she used to watch Amen and 227. Oh. Which I grew up watching. Yes. I, uh, yes. So well, I was on Amen, and um, it was a pivotal show for my career because um, I have a friend, Joel, in Brooklyn, who now loves Amber. He doesn't love you that way. He's he's married, but we did we did a thing. Well, maybe he loves it that way. <laughs> he probably does. He does. Okay. Has no, he no. seen her? No, no, no. What happened was he's heard the podcast, and we did a live show last week with Fred Willard. I was telling oh, you. Oh yes. Uh, David Keckner and and uh, a noir scene where I'm in the mob, and, uh-huh. and we did like a radio play, and Amber introduced it. But I wasn't in the. I wasn't in it. But he goes, I love that Amber. I love her. Oh my God, her laugh. She 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 just. Is makes that your feel friend, good. the one that's married, or Fred Willard? Which one? No, Fred didn't like Amber. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, just kidding. Uh, my friend Joel, who okay, I'll tell you something else about Joel. He lives vicariously through my food on shows. Oh. Every show I'm on, he wants to hear. What was oh the craft God. service? And now that it's more with these iPhones, I, I have take to- take pictures. I take pictures. And I was online, uh, Fran Drescher's uh, TV Land show, and, and, and I'm taking a video, and he goes, you're taking them too fast. I want to see. Oh and pe- these crew guys were pissed off. They see me valid. He goes, well, not for line. And I'm going, but Joel wants to see. And he goes, oh tell Joel to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So basically, um, now was the food good on Amen? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. Oh, See, I okay. was I was pretty new with doing guest star parts, and I had just worked on a show called Lenny. A guy, Lenny Clark, uh, had a, a short-lived show. That's why you never heard of it. Oh, okay. And and a lot of the guest shows I did before Amen, they take the orders of the uh, regulars. And, and but the guests have to fend for themselves, go to the cafeteria or, you know, mm-hmm. or go through the garbage and stuff. Yeah. You know, so I remember when um, I did a man. I'm tr- OK, so uh, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, after a while, Joel's wife grew a little resentful of me during dinner. He'd be on the phone moaning in ecstasy, <laughs> hearing my description of his favorite baby back ribs while she was serving him frozen fish sticks oh, and you know so he was like a savant i go joel can you believe the enormous contracts of guys from friends god he goes friend salmon Beckwell. you know he would remember <laughs> which shows fed me he just loved hearing what food i got so then on a man where's the part uh with uh i played a biker on it so um god i again i'm not prepared but i so they were getting lunch uh-huh. On Amen, and I just assumed uh, go to uh, the, the cafeteria. cafeteria. And the woman, I don't remember what part she played. I said, no, uh, I, I go get the food myself. That's what happened on Lenny. She goes, this ain't no Lenny here. You wait with us, motorcycle yeah. man. Uh-huh. Um, so so that just opened it up. Um, 
Now, is Joel watching the Food Channel now? Because they have a lot of food shots on that one. Yeah, he'll do. Well, he'll just watch a show. Just to look <clears throat> at the food. Well, he'll see a food vendor in the background go, I like that. And he's not even that overweight. He just loves... I wrote Ooh. on Seinfeld, and he just loves free food. He loves hearing. Oh, oh, he loves free. looking at free. Yes. The, uh, the cast and crew. I'm, I'm God. Uh, did they leave the, the stuff out of my book? But one one of the people I, I want to ask you about <laughs> Happy. What was his name? <laughs> um, Sherman. Besides Sherman, one guy he was in um, in the heat of the night, and did he have great stories of the old days? Who was the guy? Happy Ralston. Oh, 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 Jester. Yes, Jester. He said Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Jester Hairston. Yes, he was in all the Tarzan movies and the John Wayne movies. Wow. Yes, he left he us have... at about ninety three. But he, I loved his he, stories. He was this. 90-year-old guy, yeah. and yeah. he must have had stories about oh, segregation and uh, not being able to look he only No, he only really? spoke about... Well, he talked about segregation in California, but mostly, especially I was interested in how it was like doing the Tarzan movies. And he said they used to put him in the cage first. And What he are you talking say, about? You know, when they had the lions. He put him in a cage? Well... The lions were in the cage first. But they put, I thought they put yes. jet. They well, they want to test, they wanted to test it. He said, they don't want to eat meat. They want some white meat, they said. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was his humor. Then he said, oh, I see. when he went to the theater, they would say, no, 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 you can't sit up here. And he would talk with an accent. It's okay, you can stay. So he talked about a lot of things and you just got a lot of the history. John Wayne, oh, he worked I, on the I, Alamo because I archived all of his stuff. Wow, you know, I all right. Let me read. Could I just read this part? Because I, I yes, you it. can go on. <clears throat> yeah. Lunchtime came after our me? first day of rehearsal, and I headed toward the door. Roz Ryan, do you remember? Oh, yes, her? who played the loquacious member of the church board was online with several of her other fellow cast members. Where you going, motorcycle man? She asked to the commissary for lunch. That was, that's me. Why don't you eat? Why don't you want to eat? This is why I didn't get to read my own audio book. Why don't you want to eat here with us? Are you too good for us? I'm allowed to eat lunch with you here? Of course. What are you talking about? Well, I just did the show called Lenny, and during the week, only regular cast members got free lunches. Guests had to go out. That was true. Uh, she put her, around, her arm around me and guided me to lunch. Honey, this ain't no Lenny. This ain't no Lenny here. And uh, all right, now I I didn't have to read that. I already told that story, <laughs> but uh, I think I, you were happy you just found it. I was I happy so. I found it. <laughs> yes. So I remember I I played. It was a it was a takeoff of the Wild Bunch with Mar Marlon Brando, right. and Sherman Hemsley and uh, Jester. Yeah, and I think one other guy. They went to uh, some place. Clifton Davis. Yes, exactly. Okay. And and someone was scared that these motorcycle gangs were harassing them. And the joke was not the mean one. And I came out there. I was 30 pounds skinnier than this. I'll send what? you. Yes. And I wore a tank top. And I remember the makeup guy was cursing because I didn't have enough room for a tattoo. He had to put fake tattoos oh, on me. God. God damn it. He goes, uh -huh. he goes, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the assholes who cast you. I can't put a tattoo on you. What? Because your arm was too skinny? Yeah. Yes, he, he couldn't put this this peel on it or something. So I was this skinny, skinny guy, and um, and then I come out and I'm, I'm threatening to beat up 
this 90-year-old guy, which already it's kind of racial. No one's talking about the racial element. You don't no. belong here. Yes. This, this skinny, retarded guy threatening to beat them up. And then... Then the joke was not retarded, mental no. issues. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. from that. I'm from that era. You know, it's almost yeah. like Jews can make Jewish jokes because they're Jewish. Yeah. I was. Uh, my parents thought I was, and people picked on me. All right, but I can't say that word anymore. I got to stop. Right. I right. really am going to try to. Yeah. Because yeah. all right. Mental um, Men issues. I, all right. I, yes. I had this guy with okay. mental issues. Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> and uh, and when I say that word, the R word, I'm never making fun of people who really yeah, have know. it. I'm thinking real people are more mental issue-ish than <laughs> people. Like once we talk about Amber, where we email, it's oh, this inside email. joke. Those people are the real R words, the ones we do our inside oh, jokes about. And yes. Our, and, uh, and the videos. Yes, yes. So, okay, so there was this guy. He was the big biker guy in Revenge of the Nerds. And the okay. joke was, I was his brother bossing him around, and Sherman Hemsley beat him up. Oh! So answering the question, <laughs> Amen, it's like those gritty Netflix movies, they, the shows they have now, like okay. Breaking Bad. Yes, no, yes, was, yeah. No, it wasn't that. And you were pregnant, not, not Anna, but the character was pregnant, I think, in that episode. Oh, that must have been long. That was at the end. Yes, I was, again, my book's called Maybe We'll Have You Back, and I, I was hoping, hey, I could be back as the motorcycle yeah. guy, but then that was like the last episode. <laughs> How many episodes were you in? I, only one. one. <laughs> because I think I put it off the well, air. Well, you make such an impact, you know, your your physicality, you know, your body image they makes need, such an impact. They needed a skinny biker to close it out. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so, so how did you become more the comedic Anne Maria? Like, did you start off thinking I'm funny, or it no. just happened? No, I had a career for about ten years, ten to fifteen years, where I only did drama. But I just believe my philosophy is every human being has a sense of humor. Every human being. I mean, this is how you develop the character. I think we know some people. Yeah. <laughs> Amber, and I'm just... That's, that's my Why shtick. Why are you so mean to me today? I don't Amber. know. Uh. I think because you're, you're eyeing Brent. You yeah. Know? Oh, I, was, I was doing that. That's what it is. So, what, how, Brent uh, got. so Brent so, is funny yeah. when he makes fun of Katrina. No, he's not he funny, funny when he makes fun of anybody. He's funny <laughs> when I scream at him. And one time he didn't call me for two weeks. And I said, how come I haven't heard from you? He said, you were screaming at me. I said, so what? I'm, I'm going to scream at you for the rest of your life. I'm going to say the most hacky me. thing. Most what? hacky thing everyone says, you guys should have a reality show. But oh. I think you almost should. But is, are you her assistant? We or, don't have titles. Okay. I just call him. He is my emergency, More. my go-to, my come-to person. Well, I'll tell you, and, Brent is yeah. such a sweet guy. I, I, I gave him money, then I, I wasn't having the money. money, I gave so. him an iPad. Oh. And then one time he did me a favor, and, I, and I'm not the type of that takes advantage. I owe you <laughs> for the last favor. So I, I gave him this DVD. I gotta want it. He goes, why don't you want it? Because it's blacks in it. And oh, I, yes, didn't know, yes, I didn't yes. know he had a sense of humor, yes, but yes. I really thought you were offended. 
Oh, yeah, no, that's how he is. He okay. gets you off guard. And, he, and you think everyone has a sense of humor. <laughs> deep down. Deep, deep down. Deep so, down. Anyway, Amen was the first part. Um, that was your first comedy? Yes. Wait. Yeah, I, because I'm a funny person. I you are a funny person. I am you a are funny great, person. But I'm I see surprised. the world different. No, they didn't have any other shows on TV. But I'm surprised that late in your career you, you got enmeshed with comedy. Yeah, you uh, wait, you did 10 years of drama and then you Well, usually if, uh, if a movie came because I did a lot of movie work. I remember when I did Streets, um, not Street, yeah, Street, Street Smart. Smart. And with, with Christopher Reeve? Yes, did we have Aww. a wonderful time. And then um, I worked with Richard Gere, and then I worked with Lucille Ball. Wait, wait, what did you, Aww. wait, go back a little. What'd you do what? with Richard Gere, and what'd you do with uh, Richard, um, Gere? Richard Gere? What was the name of that movie, Brent? I was the judge, and he was. Wait a minute, don't tell was, me. This, um, is, this is a great underrated movie. It is. Mr. Um, Jones. Mr. Jones. Please see that. Mr. Uh, Jones. All right, here, yes. I have this with the sound Wait, off. what's it? Oh, my God. Uh, I um yeah I I I don't like charming, cocky, confident, attractive guys. Yeah, yeah. I I never liked that. But <laughs> he was yeah. It was a great under. Yeah. He was bipolar. Yeah. Bipolar. And it's an and underrated movie. And we didn't know movie. what it was. And we and didn't know. Talking about black people and Adele Roy Lindo is great. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. What was Mr. See, Jones? Yes, I know. I'm, I, you're made, he I'm was watching. a bipolar gentleman. And I don't know. That was early in the stages. <laughs> and that's that guy. That's the, <laughs> oh the that's the old guy beat up. <laughs> and uh, and I'm distracting him. And Fred's he, showing us YouTube videos yes. of himself. And he was um, he had done something very strange, and we locked him up. And I don't even know if it was a fifty-one fifty when we locked him up. What is a fifty-one fifty? When you have mental issues and the police put you under. Okay, observation. I'm pretending I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you like how I did that? <laughs> okay. Okay. And they they can hold you for three to four days, and um, if you're going to hurt yourself or someone else, or right? someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I think he was threatening to jump off of yeah. something. And uh, he went to court, and he had such a charming personality. He charmed even me. And then the see, therapist... I usually I don't like charming people because oh, I resent you them. You don't like charming people. I I, so... I always like nervous people. I don't like like uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, Ferris Bueller, or, or like him, like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. I got the ladies and all that. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't like, like uh, what. Your impression of a charming person has like <laughs> wild arms. <laughs> you know, I never, I, I don't like cocky people. I resent them. And, oh, wait. But he I, I want to hear what happened. Isn't in the she movie. amazing? For I love You are one of my her. favorites. So, Thank you. So, anyway. So he charmed you. He charmed me. I was a judge. I released him and uh, signed him to a therapist. And the therapist fell in love with him. And I still didn't resent like a socio him. Sociopaths are good at that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but it's, you know, we are starting to hear about mental illness more. Yes. Because, you know, I was in New York a few weeks ago and there were like six crimes they reported. Five of them, they said at the very end of the newscast, well, they do have a, a history of mental illness. And I'm saying, and we still can't talk about it. Nancy Pelosi said we can talk about gun control, but we can't mention the M word. Why? For some strange reason, America's very in denial about the problems of the mentally ill because we don't have any place to put them. We have no facility for them. So 
when they come out. I mean, it's so many crimes. And I'm not saying that everybody doesn't get sick all the time, but these are people committing these crimes have long histories of mental illness. And that was one of the first movies because you liked him so much. We saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, remember? Oh, that yeah. was in the 70s, 70s, 80s, in the 70s. And everybody, we were so embarrassed that the fact that um, Jack Nicholson, who I did a movie with too, um, had to get electric shock treatment. So what our ideas were about mental illness, we sure. most of us learned from movies. I'm from right. the generation that still it was a stigma to see a therapist. Right. Now it's like you're nuts if you don't. But yeah. it's still a little in 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 some communities and, it's still like you whisper. Yeah, probably yeah. And, LA, and New it York. is and even if you do say, you know, especially with gun tr control, m people who are diagnosed with mental illness and yeah. are out about it. They're like, well, not all mentally ill people. You know, then they're right. fighting back if you say the M word. Well, somebody tried to press a, pass a bill that mentally ill people shouldn't have guns. Why? And they said, no, you can't take away their civil rights. And I said, no, but they can take away our lives. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a big thing, but at least we're talking about it now. You know, the disorder. Is of, that why that movie didn't get more recognition than it deserved? I really I don't know. I mean, you can't say, you know, I mean, I it's really... bad marketing team. Yeah, bad marketing. And again, I think we as Americans, we're still sensitive about certain things. We really are. You know, sexual identity, you know, if we have great wild sex, you know, it can go over. Um, Doo-doo jokes go over, but mental illness maybe not so much. You might. But it wasn't a comedy, Mr. Jones. No, no, no. But I'm just saying it's not. See, people they like you. I mean, he was wonderful in um, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Right. You know, did Diane uh, Keaton kill him, or did he kill Diane? Diane Keaton was killed by Tom Berenger. Oh no! I thought it was a, no. Yes, and Mr. Goodbar. Was Tom Berenger? I thought it was um our boy from Mr. Jones. Richard Gere. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Richard Gere killed Richard, Diane Richard. Keaton. But no. Richard Gere was in um Mr. Goodbar, wasn't he? Let yes, see. he was. Yeah, I thought he but was. But I don't the one. think he's the one who killed Diane Keaton. I think so. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, oh you're well, right. we can't. We can't. Right. Okay. Anyway, Aaron, do you know who killed who? Anyway, she had too much sex. That sex killed her. Yeah. Don't have a lot of sex. No, I, I'm not. Bar? I'm like you with alcohol. It's I, a candy bar. Yeah. Oh, right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the way she is with uh, sex. The way she is with alcohol. Oh. When okay. I was nine years old, <laughs> well, I see could be sex addicts. So I said, I'm never gonna do it. <laughs> so that's what stopped me. I. Uh, Oh, so, anyway. What anyway. did you work with Jack Nicholson in? Um, The one where Maybe the voice, the, mic. the voice, is... I'm trying to think of it. I can't remember. I can't remember. He was the um, slutty husband. I wish I had a career like that where I did a movie with Nicholson and I can't remember what <laughs> I it was. I know, and Meryl Streep was in it. Oh, I don't oh tell God. me, don't tell me. It's based on... Um, the book, the book, the yes. writing. Nora Carly Simon. Ephraim. Yes, Carly Simon so, wrote. The opening theme, yes. baby, da, da. Um, yes. I know what you mean. It's based on the true story. Bernstein uh, married the woman, then he started having an affair. Yeah, uh, so Meryl it was Nicholson, Street. Meryl Heartburn. Street. Heartburn. Yes. Did you see Heartburn? Heartburn. Amber? No, I just Googled it. Okay, oh. Heartburn, yes. <laughs> yes. So I just think 
I have had the most wonderful exposure to people. It's the one amazing. with Mickey Rooney was incredible. What did you do with Mickey Rooney? Bill, we got an Emmy for that. That was that was uh Yeah. He played a mentally challenged guy. And what happened was during the depression his mother put him in this mental institution and we found out he wasn't really Wait, in mentally real life? sick. Yeah, that was or based Bill. on a well, Bill. Oh, I thought, I'm such an idiot thinking Mickey Rooney had that no, happen. No, but yeah. I saw him many years after, and I said, oh, I was your social worker. Remember, I'm the one that put you away. He said, you put me away? And I said, no. And then his wife came over and said, oh, I remember you. I was his social worker. And people got mad that I was so stern <sighs> with him because they loved Mickey Rooney, and I was a social worker. No, that was mean. one of the first uh, movies with a mentally challenged character. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a, he was a, a little slow. Yes. They said they found out the mother put him in the biggest, in the closest institution. He wasn't really mentally disturbed, but he acted like all the other patients because he was in there for 40, 50 years. Oh. Yeah. So she just made the wrong stop. But anyway, but Bill, <laughs> um, and I said, oh, wow. <laughs> no. The mother said, oh, you got a bed? He said, yeah, take him. And that's how he got there. Wow. And... You have the most amazing career and charmed life, and now you they pay you to do conventions or church things? What do they do? <laughs> what do they do? Well, now I have the church on feet because everybody who They think knows you're religious, me, and they, they want They really to... do. Yesterday, I, I was in Home Depot, and this young man came up to me, and he said, I can't believe it's you in the flesh. And I said, yes. And he said, Really? And he started to cry, and then he did a prayer that was so fabulous. I said, boy, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. He was so sweet, whatever that touch. But then I realized I've been in some people's lives since they were babies. Yeah. And their mothers liked me, and their grandmothers liked me. I'm three and four generations. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Being 95, you can do a lot. No. You can do a lot. It doesn't matter because God told me he's going to keep me uncracked until <laughs> well, until I get all the money that, that I need. Maybe it's the lack of alcohol me. that makes you You know what? Like it might be that. I didn't think about that. That might be it. Because I see some of my relatives, I said, oh, they said, Aunt Anna, you look wonderful. And I said, well, put that drink down. You so, too. So how did, well, your parents must be amazing. You have no social anxiety. Uh, what? But you like hanging out with people to make that, that like Special that. Special people. But then I realized my mother. I think we'll be hanging out. Bought us up <laughs> around like a lot of special people. It was no. Why is it? Because you're amazed that they could have anxiety and not be social like you? What is it that I don't know. I never thought about it. She used to take me out because I used to get in trouble with the other three brothers and sisters. And this is the week she taught us when you interrupt people, you have to say, excuse me. So I must have been about five at the time. And I was drawing because she didn't want me to get in trouble if she left me at home. And I said, uh, Mr. Joseph, I said, excuse me. And he said, yes. I said, do you know you walk like a woman? Would you like me to show you? And my mother said her hand was so close to my mouth. And the man, because she was going to smack me. And the man said, no, 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 let her show me. And I said, you twitch a lot when you walk. Of course, he was a young gay man. I didn't know. But I was just observing. So when I could say things that obviously were my truths, uh -huh. I didn't know that was wrong. You know what I'm oh. saying? It might have been a touch of something else. <laughs> yeah, because I did get a lot of spankings. But the deal is you accept people's differences. You have to let people know, you know. 
say, oh, that's so-and-so. So you don't laugh. So there's no social anxiety. If you don't know you're going to be rejected, uh-huh. you walk into any situation. Say, oh, hi. How are you? The people probably talked about me all my life, said bad things about me, too, but I couldn't hear them. But you seem, I, I feel like you have a genuine interest in other people. I do. And so that problem, I think that helps socially when you're asking other uh, people a question and you're not so yes, self-obsessed. Self, yes, right. that's it. If you're it. like obsessing about yourself, like, oh, everyone's looking at me yeah. when nobody's looking at you. But yeah. you're like, huh, what are you, what are, yeah, what are you Yeah, you might be to? right. And then I went to Sweden when I was like 18, 19 years old where everybody looked at me. Ha! Uh, and I kind of got used to it. Whoa, you know what I mean? That. Well, my, my because I was different. Um, I love Swedish movies. Uh huh. That's the only reason. Oh, talk about. All right, let me ask okay. you. You, <laughs> you. What movies did you love growing up, and wh- who, who did you work with? You All go- foreign movies, and then really? I got a chance to work with Sven Nyquist. Who and was, I'm um, not that sophisticated. Who's that? Oh, he is um, Igmar Bergman's. Um, uh, director of photography they worked together on about 20 movies i am not that versed and in i was working movies. up in canada well you know when you're in high school well, you let me ask be you deep. all right here's a stupid qu- you question you want to be deep 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 when you're you're in harlem growing up mm-hmm. how were you versed with foreign movies did you like sneak down to like the village? How did you get? Because now people get exposed to things from the internet, you know, all different ways. I grew up, the movies I knew were just, it's funny, I fell in love with some movies just from TV with commercials and censored. I loved Midnight Cowboy, mm-hmm. the movie Joe with Peter Boyle, um, oh, The yes. Graduate. And I didn't even know they were censored and they'd have commercials. I still love them. So how did you get, ex- <laughs> and it's just, you know, Channel 9. How did you, and you're maybe a few years older than me, how did you know about these Swedish movies? Did your parents take you? I mean, how did you get exposed? I think living in New York, you get exposed to everything. The big deal was my mother used to pay a woman to take me to the movies from the time I was very Wait small. Wait a minute. How did this very come small. about? Because I was a bad, I was a hyperactive child. And so she'd say, I'm paying you to take Anna to movies. On Saturday. So it had to be from a source. You were exposed to it this way. That, and then when, you know, if you live in New York, you're exposed to everything. You're, right. you're exposed to the village voice. And you go and see it, and you just fall in love that you realize. I used to travel, astro travel with foreign movies, like the L shaped room with Leslie Caron. Mm-hmm. I felt I was in England at the oh. time that she was going to have the abortion in the room and Brock Peters lived next door. Brock I Peters, was a, he was in yes, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes, but I'm saying, so whenever, I always say if I feel like going somewhere, I would go to a foreign movie wherever the country was. That's why I believe... Women of the Dooms, did you ever see that? Mm-mm. Oh my God, a Japanese movie. And it was in, took place in the desert. By the time I left the theater... I was spitting out sand. You know, this is funny because I almost feel I was more black than you growing up because I like movies with black people in it, with misfits like me. Uh-huh. And, and I, 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 yeah, or TV shows. So I like kind of gritty. So I didn't like foreign things. I needed, I watch movies and I read not to escape, but to relate. I want to go, I'm like that oh, weird guy. No, That's no. like me. <laughs> That's why I don't care about Star Wars or Indiana yeah. Jones. I want to, yeah. I like, 
kind yeah. of losers, sad people, people <laughs> trying. You know what I mean? So I never related to. But what did you fantasize about, though? You had to have a fantasy life. Well, hmm, come on. I'll, it's pretty sad about uh, getting off this planet. I remember I saw a Happy Days where the aliens come down and they say to Richie, Cunningham, you could come to our planet, but you could never come back. And I go, I'll take that. Oh, really? Yeah, I said, give me. Uh, I don't want to come back to Earth, so I fantasize. So who was your fantasy girlfriend? Again, I've talked about this before. It was people that I, th well, you know, it's funny. I, I always like nurturing, kind of artsy, you know, people. I think it may have started with Gilda, the good witch from... Uh, um, oh, so you liked older girls. I think okay, women, because okay. my mother wasn't sweet and maternal, so I wanted nurturing, kind of oh, okay. sweet, you're okay, Freddie. But my first crush was Eve from the Brady Bunch, Eve Plum, the middle one. Linda Blair I had a crush on when she was 15. But I don't think I, I had fantasy. The exorcist? Yes. <laughs> Okay. I um when she was throwing up. No. But I I fantasized um I fantasized being in movies. This is another thing. Maybe this is You fantasize about being a bad guy. Like, well, and that's my new thing because I'm oh. always the nebbish, sad sack, yeah. pathetic guy. But at first, yeah, I fantasized doing what I do because I thought that's the only person I could think I could be the weird kind of two-line part guy, the misfit, you know, and now I say, wait a minute, maybe that's why I'm not, now I fantasize being Steve Buscemi-ish, being in mob oh. movies. I'd like to do that stuff, but I could only see a movie if I could pretend I was someone in it. Oh. I couldn't watch a Star Wars, a gritty World War II vets, so I used to always pretend that could be me. So I'd sit up on my edge, like I, I've talked about this before, I fantasize being the guy in Dog Day Afternoon who chickens out. Oh, Or oh. the guy, here, guys, you know. Yeah. So, yes, that's answered my question. I needed to pretend I could be in the movie. Oh, so I couldn't so realistically. That way. Yeah. I couldn't realistically pretend I could be in a Viking movie or, a, <laughs> you know, Kirk Douglas with Spartacus. Yeah. Those things do nothing for me. Hmm. The Ten Commandments. Yeah. Yeah, and if there's like a weird kind of skinny, sad guy. But mm. but otherwise I'm doing well. Medication works. <laughs> <laughs> it's helping me. I'm happier than yeah. ever. Speaking of that, I want to take a moment away from you and ask Amber a question. Oh please! No no no. I put these. I I have stockpiled a bunch of these episodes. Now we're putting them out, and I want to put out the one. Mostly all of them are like fun character actors. Now there's one where. It was not behind the scenes stories. It was just me going on and on about, hey, I don't like doing stand up. Hey, therapy doesn't work. And I want to put that one next, but maybe but. I should buffer it with this the one with Nikki and Darren. Which one was released last week? Which one, which one was a. Last week? Which one was the one before that you're going to release? I was thinking of doing the one with the Nikki, the date that had a date with me until she found out how old I was. I know, but which one. Is before it. Is uh, we released William Cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know William Cat? I know him from TV. Yeah, I've been working with him. He and you want to put this one up? I was thinking this one, then the one with the Nikki, with the, uh, the where I'm too serious talking over and over why I don't like doing stand up. Uh, I guess I'm afraid to finally put one up where it's not about behind the scenes or it's just me being Fred. I thought it was too much. Uh. Uh. Was that one too much of a downer, I that episode? Know. 
I don't remember it being a dance. Okay. Like, I don't remember. I thought Buffer, get the people ready. Go, guys, don't get mad at me. Maybe the next one won't be behind the scenes. I'll shut up. <laughs> what did you work with Lucy B- Lucille Ball in? Um, what is the name of that one? That was when she wanted to do a dramatic part, and she was a homeless lady. And I was um, in the shelter, and I remember telling her, I said, now, because we had a little physical thing, I said, please tell me if I'm touching your arm too fast or this or that, because I can't hurt Lucille Ball. I said, you know, they'll probably lynch me tomorrow. And so I had to pull her, um, what you call it, her cart away from her. The next day she comes with her arm wrapped. Oh my I God. said, no! She was joking oh. with me. <laughs> she was sweet. joking oh. with me. I said, oh, but she was very curious. She said, come sit here. She said, who are you? I said, I'm Anna Maria Horsford, because they called to see if we would rehearse. And I said, of course. They said, Miss Ball would like to know if, if we could do a rehearsal, you know, because they're not paying you. So they tell you Lucille Ball would like to sit and talk with you and read through the script. Who's going to say no? So when we go around the room, we started to everybody introduce themselves. So this one introduced that one. And then when she came to her, she said, I'm Lucille. I said, we know who you yeah. are. So the next day when we started working, her assistant said, oh, said she loved the way you came in and took control. And then I felt guilty. I said, I took control? Oh, I didn't mean to take control. I just said I knew, everybody knew who she was and whatever. And she was very curious. She did the same thing. She said, come talk to me. So what have you been doing? The da, 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 da. And um, then she was reading the paper and she saw somebody's obit. She said, wait a minute, I thought he died a couple years ago. <laughs> she asked her, said, didn't I go to somebody's funeral? Didn't I have this funeral? She really was a sharp, sharp lady. And just as, I don't even want to say nice, just curious. She was very sweet to me. And so I'm always thrilled when they call and ask to say who you are. Say, say who are you? Meryl did the same thing. Mel who? Meryl. Oh, they said Mel, yeah. Mel Gibson. She said, come sit here. She said, so, what do you do? I said, Meryl. My I'm in friend, the movie with you. <laughs> I said, Meryl, we have a, a friend of mine, we have a theory. Every three movies you do, you get pregnant. And she said, really? I said, yep. And then she thought about it. She said, I think you're right. And she was pregnant then. Wow. <laughs> my God. That's very interesting. So I just give my opinion, and it's not offensive, I don't think. Nobody you, else put me off the set. You know, you should. I hate when people say what you should do or <laughs> what it should be. But you it should be on those view kind of shows. You're, you Acting is great, but you just being you, you could be on a panel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're She own should be like a view person. Show. Would you, you know, ever do that? Or with other people, yeah. I know. I, I, I have, I have people, a lot of things I want to do. People do the shirts to me. What do you want to do? I want to build a building, an institute that will make people develop their highest potential. Aww. I really do. I have the land for it. Um, it's 50 acres. Where? Upstate New York. Where? Where? I know um, Hudson. I know someone um, in Sullivan County. Okay, because I went to camp near Monticello. Uh, yeah, they had a lot of. Yeah, this is near Monticello. It's Calicoon, which uh-huh. I shouldn't say, but um, I just think 
Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh-huh. but we okay. talked before. You okay. expo- exposed Wait. her as movies. <laughs> I believe in mentors, so she could be a mentor. Huh? She's a mentor. I know, but I want to hear about her institute. I'm, well, shut up. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just think that a lot of times we have so much hidden talent that human beings don't, and they need permission to use it. Now, this is because I did a lot of social work before I came out to Hollywood. Um, they had a camp called City Volunteer Corps, and I saw a lot of kids, and then I did work in the, in the penitentiaries in New York. And you realize that many times, because people are institutionalized and they have all that downtime, the mind starts working in a whole nother way. I did a, a, a prison movie with women in prison. What movie was that? Um, oh, and I just saw the woman, um, uh, Amy Madigan, not giving my child, my baby. What's that one with Lloyd Bridges? Floyd, um, not uh, Bo Bridges. What's the name of that one? And I saw Ed Harris, I was at Sundance. And I, I said, oh, tell uh, Amy I said hello. I'm the one who beat her up in the movie. Love Child. Uh-huh. Love okay. Child. Love Child. Love Child. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guard kept saying, go to your cell. I said, I'm an actress. I ah, am an thought, actress. They thought you were one of the inmates? One of the inmates. <laughs> and the girl said, well, you do that kind of like the girl. <laughs> but again, we... We conform to our environment, and I'm saying if you take people out of the norm sure. and you put them somewhere else, mm-hmm. how do you act? You act totally different. Well, you act to look the at you. You are. Yeah. Have you? There's a movie out, uh, the Stanford Experience. Oh, where I think it was a study done oh. uh, in the 70s. Where you know that movie? Christina wants to see it. Oh. Tell me, but I it's, Christina a, and, it's about and, it's where oh. it's a it's like it was a I don't, like a professor of psychology did this experiment where he took a group of young boys uh-huh. and recreated a prison oh. and and assigned half of them to be guards and half of them to be prisoners. Yeah, and it was supposed to last two weeks and it only lasted five days because. And it was a study. He wanted to see how the prisoners would conform in this institution, yeah. but the guards went bananas and sort of really took their wow. Were really entitled and horrible. Yeah. So it only lasted five days because it got too crazy. But it's basically that I understand what you're. It, it yeah. was the opposite of what you would do, of course. Well, but that well opposite in the no probably the same thing. If I say if I take you away and I'm worshiping you, saying Amber, it's queen of this nation, yeah. a queen of this yeah. nation. I know what she does to her men. She takes <laughs> them in that room and tortures them and they are obedient to her. After a few days, Amber might start doing that. Right. And Amber's going to change her body posture and hopefully she won't have that much sex with all of them. But <laughs> something strange might happen because we I become, believe it, yeah. We believe exactly. it. And how I treat you. So I'm just saying, I'm always curious about the mind and how we how we use it because it's the one muscle that gets, it doesn't get used as much as we should, as much well, as gonna, one could. I was going to say, look at you, a black lady, a girl, growing up in Harlem, but what was good, you were exposed to foreign movies, so you saw a different world. But uh, everybody's exposed, no matter where you live. 
You but I'm saying a lot of people, like, like say, in the inner cities in L.A., there could be artistic guys, but they don't know about do a portfolio. Then you get to be, yeah. you know, uh, work but in New animation. York, you need, you need mentors. New York is totally different right. than every mentors, other place. I mean, when I first came to California, I said California is like 10, 15 years back because everything you need a car. In New York, children become very independent. Mm-hmm. At eight, you know, we walked to school. Then when I went to junior high school, walked to junior high school. But then you take the train, you take buses, you take, you know. You're street smart, you you're go, quick, yeah. you know. Every, and like, all children in New York are that way. Yeah. I mean, really are that way. So you get to see. Right. You can, you know, you can go to. They're a, more insulated. Yeah, here. right. Here you just, you need somebody to drive you. You need somebody to take you. You know, I did a show uh, called The Peep Show. And we played um, girls who worked in a peep house. Of course, sometimes many of our audience were men who got fooled. They thought, because it was down the street, <laughs> and oh, they thought they were going to a real peep oh. show. And they sit that's there. That's why you met Brent. That's <laughs> why. <what, laughs> that's the real story. Yeah, but New York, you have the opportunity. We have all the museums in the world. And I right. remember a third grade teacher that took us on a trip every single week. She took us to every landmark, this and that. You get exposed and you say, oh, that world, that can what be What a fulfilling that life. So you want to mentor, help people, expose people? I want people to help themselves. And it's so interesting but, you're saying that because when I meet people now who know me from TV, and this is just because of my mind, they all come with their resume and say, I'm so-and-so. And so on. So it, hap it happens uh. every single day. And I said, oh, okay, I got to turn that button off. I got to turn that button off because I got to read my script for Bold and Beautiful. Because now yeah. they do two scripts a day, not one. Whoa. So you got to learn 60 pages oh. instead of. Wow. 30. All right. Before we sum it up, one last Brent story. Now, yes. When I, you said Brent may come, you said he'll be annoying. What did he do at. What's her name's wedding? Who just got married? Oh, no, he was good then. He just said, Anna, do you want to sit where all the black people are sitting? <sighs> she didn't want to sit next to us. Right. But who, who, uh, who just got married? I forget. Kim Cole. Kim Cole. To a wonderful, wonderful human being. His name is Reggie McIver, and he has a special gift. He reads fingernails. Oh, I believe in that. Oh, good. good. <laughs> he's very good. Wait, wait, that's oh, no. his, he's a psychic yes. that reads fingernails? Yes. Oh, very accurate. Oh, very of accurate. I mean, now, he didn't read mine yet because I have acrylics, but most of the women... But he would me party. go, you're neurotic, you pick yeah, your well, nails. Yes. Oh, no, that's a fine. Just take off the nail polish. I swear to you. How does he read fingernails? I'm, I don't have the gift. <laughs> I don't have the gift. I can't tell I don't you. I have the made-up gift. I want you to interview him. I'd love it. Let's I would love on. that. You that, have to have him please. on. Please. I definitely. Could it, bring please. them both on. Could you set that up? Yeah, Kim and him. Uh, and that, that is... Into health, too. And I would try to be nice. I did a podcast. I would try to be I, nice. I, I know. Hello. <laughs> that no, doesn't sound we, No, 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 no. We, I did one. Go. I did... Yeah, uh, all right. I, one last... Oh, no, we'll, we'll sum it up because I'm going to take pictures. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, one last thing. We did one where a psychic well, read my reading. Sorry. What? Oh. They have someone else coming in. Not not that I'm okay. rushing. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this was fascinating. You, my God, Brent's a lucky guy just hanging out with you. And I'm lucky to have Brent. Oh. I really uh, am. I know that, and I tell any friend of mine, you gotta take except him. Samuel L. Jackson. Well, no, I tell him too that he has to take Brent. <laughs> 
He has to take Brent. If you want me, Brent has to come along. I uh, let you drive me to his party but at the country go, club. I didn't get to go in. Oh, well, we'll do a part two. Please support all comedy network merch. Anna, you are you are great. I love this. Makes it worth Thank it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Brent. You. And let's take some Brent. pictures for the okay. thing. Okay. All right. And we